Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Sober Culture. I'm Logan, your host, and if you're new here, welcome. This podcast is designed to help you change your relationship to alcohol, whether you're trying to go totally alcohol-free or if you're sober curious or maybe you're not exactly sure what your goals with alcohol are. In today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about how I came very, very close to getting drunk this week. I had an absolute shit week, like one of those weeks that's like it possibly can't get any worse. And then it does. That was my week. I'm not going to ramble on about and complain about why my week was bad. But what I do want to talk to you guys about is how I dealt with this shitty week in sobriety and the thought patterns that I saw come up that really made drinking sound like a good idea. So I wanna go over all of this so that if you find that you're having shit days or shit weeks, hopefully this episode will help you get through them without a drink. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So yeah, I almost got drunk this week and I didn't feel great. Honestly, it was shit, absolute shit, (laughs) but I didn't drink, which I'm very proud of myself for because it wasn't the easiest thing to do in the moment. But now that I'm on the other side of it and I'm on the up and up, I cannot tell you guys how grateful I am that I did not drink whenever I was feeling as shitty as I was, because looking back now, I can see like just how much that would have prolonged my shitty week. Like I got to wake up this morning. It's Thanksgiving today. Whenever I'm recording this, I got to wake up, like go to the gym. I feel great. I had like a little reset with myself and like, I'm ready to tackle the weekend, but the beginning of the week and last weekend, it just, it was a tough one for me, you guys. (laughs) So I want to talk about the thoughts that I had coming up, the reasons why I almost came close to drinking and the things that I learned going through this really, probably the worst week I've had in sobriety yet, getting through that, what I learned so that hopefully you can take some of my experience and apply it to your own life whenever you have shitty weeks come up for you as well. Because guys, I've said this before, we have to be realistic. Like we are going to have shitty days and shitty weeks and sometimes maybe even a shitty month. Like that's going to happen. So how we learn how to handle it and cope with it and move forward is going to be so pivotal in the quality of your sobriety and being able to maintain it long term and not just throwing in the towel whenever shit gets rough. Like it was very tempting for me to do. Um, So I want to first talk about the thoughts that I was recognizing coming up. I was pretty much on day like four in a row of just like not feeling great. I'm about to start my period and that always makes me like super sensitive and a little irritable. So I had all that going on. Um, I was feeling very irritable and just short tempered and Work was just not, I was having some issues at work and it was just like a lot of things kind of coming to a head. And so I felt very defensive and I felt very just in survival mode, honestly. And so finally, like I just kind of had this like breaking point day before yesterday and I was like, fuck it. I want to go drink. I know that that'll make me feel better. Like I've absolutely had it. And when that thought first came up, I was like, wow, like I haven't really thought about drinking 
in so long. Like, that's so interesting that that thought is coming up. And I realized that I was like reaching for all of my old coping mechanisms and I was feeling them creep up. Like, I just felt like the old me was like rearing its ugly head. (laughs) And so I want to go over some of what those thoughts sounded like. So the first thing that I recognized was that I was getting the fuck it's like really bad whenever you're just like, fuck it, I don't even care anymore. You just want to throw in the towel. That was something historically that I would always do whenever stuff got rough because I had this really self-limiting belief that I couldn't get through hard things. And so I would just give up so that I wouldn't have to feel like a failure because if I give up, then it's like my choice, right? So at first I noticed the fuck it's and I've experienced this before where normally like the fuck it's come on and then I'm like, screw it. I can always just start over tomorrow or, you know, after the weekend. In addition to the fuck it thoughts, I start having the thoughts like I just want to turn my brain off. I really just can't handle any more like I need everything to stop. And so whenever I felt that and started thinking that, that really was just like this overwhelm, right? That's, you know, those thoughts is like a very telltale sign to me that I'm overwhelmed. And because historically I've used alcohol so much as a way to just turn off my brain whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, that was coming up for me again. And I really was just wanting to shut my brain off. And what's the easiest way to do that? Stop and get a bottle of tequila and down it at your house. That's like where my head was going. So it was like, fuck it. I just want to turn my brain off. I can't handle this. And the interesting thing about the I can't handle this thought is like that really is so self-limiting because whenever you tell yourself like I can't possibly get through this, you really are denying just how resilient you are. And so I was telling myself, like, I just can't take it anymore. I can't handle this. I want to turn my brain off. Fuck it. And then another thing that I was noticing was coming up was I was telling myself, like, oh, but I've been so good for so long. Like, I deserve to get drunk. And that was interesting because I was like, why would I why would I celebrate and reward myself for being sober for so long? by blowing it all up and being self-destructive by getting hammered. So I could pretty quickly recognize that like that was a bullshit thought. But nonetheless, my brain was really trying to pull every trick out of the hat to see if something would stick to make me go back to booze. Because that has, y'all, that has been such a basic coping mechanism for me for so long. Have a bad day? Drink about it. Not feeling great? Drink about it. Like want to have fun whenever you really should just go home and rest? Have some shots. That has been for so long my go-to that like now I can see why whenever I have weeks like this in sobriety that those thoughts might come up because for so long, for so many years, those thoughts were what always led me to go back to booze. And booze did temporarily kind of solve the overwhelm problem, right? Because I would drink and feel okay for a few hours. And, you know, in the moment it did work. But of course we all know like it didn't work long term. Otherwise I would have just never stopped. So I think that there's a part of my brain that still remembers that alcohol was comforting and was sort of my source of relief for so long. And so I think that having this week that was just super triggering and very difficult, it brought up a lot of emotions and a lot of old thought patterns like the ones that I've mentioned. 
And another thought that I had come up, which this was kind of an interesting one to me, was I felt like I'm tired of being so good. Like I've been so good with not drinking. Like I just want to be bad. (laughs) And Rachel Hart talks about this in her podcast, Take a Break. And it's really good. Go listen to it. She talks about this idea how no one likes to be good all the time. And so whenever we start moralizing drinking, like it's either good that I'm not drinking or it's bad that I am drinking, like then we start making it mean all this stuff about us as a person. And like, I'm a good person if I'm not drinking and I'm like a bad person or, you know, it just becomes like I attach way too much moral meaning to it. And I realized like whenever I was having this thought come up, like I'm tired of being so good. They made me realize that I really need to take a look at how I'm moralizing booze and sobriety because I really want it to be something that's neutral for me. Like I don't want to feel like good or bad with or without it. Like I just want it to be neutral. I want to be Switzerland. I don't want it to have all of this meaning about whether or not it's good or bad. I just want I want it to be neutral. So that thought pattern that I picked up on this week, like I'm tired of being so good, made me realize like, okay, like we probably need to work on viewing alcohol as more of a neutral position. That's something I realized I need to work on. So that was eye opening. Okay, and then the last thought that I had that was sort of like on repeat was the thought, I just want to fuck something up. And y'all, that's kind of like dark of me to share with you guys. But I was feeling like so destructive this week. Like I just wanted to destruct. And it makes me think about like back when I was regularly drinking all the time. Like I really did feel like I was destroying my life and just kind of ruining any chance at progress that I had. And There, I think, is parts of me that whenever I get low and things are hard, there is parts of me that don't necessarily have as much faith in myself as I wish that I had. And I think that I struggle with kind of doubting that I'll be able to prevail. And this is something, y'all, that I'm having to work on, just like having more belief and just self-value, really, and having more self-worth and recognizing that I am resilient and that I will prevail. But in those really tough moments, I think that I have the tendency to be self-destructive and to just blow it all up because at least then it was my doing, right? (laughs) At least then I chose it. So I was recognizing those thoughts come up. And just to kind of recap what they were, um, I got the fuck it's really bad. (laughs) Um, I was having the thought like I've been so good I deserve to just get hammered I'm tired of being so good all the time Um, and then the thought I can't possibly handle anything else I just want to turn my brain off and then lastly the super self-destructive like I just want to fuck something up thoughts that were coming up so those were the thoughts that I kept seeing happen throughout the week and I think the most important thing that I did like when all this was going on was like I wasn't judging myself for having those thoughts. I was like, okay, it is all right that I'm having these thoughts come up, but let's look really at what's going on here and let's not just impulsively jump to action because of those thoughts that we're having. Because historically, that's what I would have done. I would have been having these thoughts and I'd be like, yep, sounds like a good idea. Let's go do it (laughs) without giving it much consideration. But what I did this week was I was like, okay, like, let's look at these thoughts. Let's see, like, 
where this leads because I think I've gotten enough distance away from booze where it's no longer this impulsive thing that I just do whenever I'm feeling bad. Like I've gotten in the habit of not doing it. So it felt a little bit easier to even just like put off getting a drink. And whenever it comes to the thoughts that I was having, I want to kind of break down how I went about addressing those thoughts. So for the fuck it thoughts, what I was combating those with, I would recognize whenever they were happening, I would let them be there and then I would challenge them. And whenever it comes to the thought of fuck it, I just want to have a drink. What I did was I told myself, but is that really what you want? Because whenever I you ask yourself that question, like, is alcohol really what I want right now? I can see how the answer to that question is no. Like, yes, fuck it. We can go drink. But is that actually going to give me the outcome that I'm looking for? Because the outcome that I'm looking for is relief and calmness. And I know that if I go drink, I'm not going to feel either of those things tomorrow. And so whenever I got the fuck it, I just want to go drink thought, I was like, well, is that really what I want? And I was able to kind of talk myself down after I could play the tape board and be like, eh, it's not really what I want. It's just my old coping mechanisms trying to creep back in. And then I sort of already mentioned for the thought, like, I've been so good. I just deserve to get hammered. I was able to also play the tape forward and see, like, do I really want to reward myself for being sober for so long by doing something that makes me feel like this shitty? Because, yes, I might have used booze as a reward for years and years and years. But really, like, that's not the way that I want to reward myself anymore. And so whenever I started having the I've been so good thoughts, I would affirm myself like you have been so good and you can continue to be (laughs) you can continue to not drink. You have been doing well with sobriety. That's good. And that deserves praise and recognition and affirmation. You have been doing great. And something, too, that I think was going on was I was feeling very alone. And, And this is just because I've been isolating a lot, but I was feeling very alone in my sobriety in the last few days and just feeling a little disconnected. And so I think that I was reaching for like affirmation. I was like reaching for um, someone to tell me that I was doing a good job. And so those old coping mechanisms and those old thoughts were coming in. Like I've been so good, so I deserve it. And I was, I really had to stop and say like, okay, when do you ever deserve booze as like a reward? Like that's not, it's not a reward because it always makes you feel terrible and you always regret it. So no, it's not a reward. (laughs) Um, And then, like I mentioned with the I'm tired of being so good, I realized that I have to look at the way that I look at alcohol and stop making it this good or bad, like moralized thing. And then whenever it comes to the thoughts of overwhelm and feeling like I can't possibly handle anything else, I had to stop and say, like, yes, I can. I can handle stuff, though, because look, like I'm here right now. I'm talking to you guys about that week (laughs) that I just had. And how I got through it. So like, obviously, I can do tough shit, you know, and I've had other times in the past where I got through difficult things without drinking over it. And so whenever I started having those thoughts of like, I can't handle anymore, I have to remind myself like, no, I am resilient and I actually can handle things and I can get through things and it's okay. Maybe if I don't do it as gracefully as I wish that I would have, like, it's okay to not to be imperfect And to not be 
this pleasant person 24-7 whenever you're going through tough shit. And that's something that I think I really have to remind myself of is like, it's okay to not be a pleasant human being 24-7. You can't expect that of yourself. And so whenever I start feeling and thinking like I possibly, there's no way that I could possibly handle anything else. I remind myself, yes, you can because you're tough and you're resilient and you will prevail and you can, you can handle tough shit. Yeah, it might suck, but like there's no need to throw a pity party about it. Like you're going to be fine. I'm always fine. I like once you get through it. Right. But in the moment, it can be so easy to be like, damn, I just can't take anymore. And maybe you need to let off some steam. Maybe you need to talk to someone or communicate something to someone. Like that was something I realized too, was I was getting overwhelmed and felt like I couldn't handle anymore because I wasn't communicating to anyone what was going on with me. I was just like bottling it up inside and just carrying it by myself. It was starting to weigh on me. And so I finally sat down with my partner and like let him know like, hey, I'm struggling like with, I feel like I'm going through a lot right now and I just like need to say that. And I needed to say that, like I needed to let him know that like what I'm doing with sobriety is not always easy. And like, it feels like I'm really alone and it feels hard. And I think that just communicating that made me feel a little less overwhelmed because I didn't feel like I was the only person carrying it. So yeah, if you get those thoughts, like I can't possibly handle any more today, like look back to like when you have been resilient and the tough shit that you have been through. And for me now, I can even start to challenge myself to think about how much stronger and more resilient you're going to be after you do get through this without using alcohol. And another thing too that I realized this week, like, damn, I do not like sitting in discomfort. (laughs) I just wanted to run away from discomfort so bad. Like I just really wanted to not feel it. And so I realize now looking back on this week, I just have got to learn and accept and sit with the discomfort sometimes. And it's okay that I don't run away from that or try to change it or fix it or alter my state of mind so that I don't have to deal with it. Like learning how to sit in the discomfort, I think can be one of the most powerful tools that you are going to learn in sobriety. Because when you don't have alcohol to make it all better in the moment, you have to learn how to deal with the discomfort and to be resilient through it and to not try to change how you feel. And so I realized learning how to sit with the discomfort is going to be something that I will continue to have to prioritize in sobriety because discomfort's not going anywhere. That's always going to be a part of life. And so I think we really do just have to get better at dealing with it. Okay, so those are all of the thought patterns and things that I was experiencing and a little bit of how I challenge those thoughts. And another thing that I want to talk about is just like what I actually did this week, just to kind of give you an idea of like the action that I took in order to deal with what was going on and to keep myself sober. So the first thing that I did was I rested. I really didn't do much other than like go to work. I needed to just be on chill. So I watched a lot of TV and I snacked a lot and I just rested and relaxed. I also left work early one day because my very loving coworker pointed out that I probably just needed to take the day after I started crying in her office. (laughs) You have to realize like when you've hit your limit and like I had realized like I hit my limit 
Like I needed to just be home and I needed to go and rest. So I went and took a nap. It totally changed my mood. Like that nap really did make me feel so much better. And just being able to turn off whenever I needed to. So rest, chill. And then like I mentioned before, I was minding my thoughts. So I wasn't just letting my thoughts control my behavior right away. I wasn't being impulsive based off of the thoughts I was having. And I was being conscious of whatever the thoughts would come up. And I would ask myself, is that really me? Is that really what I want to believe right now? Or is that old ways of thinking that's creeping back in because I'm having some triggering moments right now? Another thing that I did this week was I journaled. And this helped me to kind of recognize some of those thoughts that I was having that I mentioned throughout the beginning of the episode. This also helps me to realize like this would be the worst time to have alcohol. Like this would be the worst time to use booze because I think that one of the worst times to use alcohol is whenever you're trying to get rid of negative feelings as opposed to like using it to enhance a situation or to like, you know, for a special occasion. Like I think that using it when you're feeling shitty is like the worst time that you can use it because it really is like an abuse of the substance to me kind of the slipperiest slope that I can go down whenever it comes to drinking because I want to learn how to feel my negative emotions and to cope with them and to deal with them and move on from them without using alcohol as a way to do that because we know that doesn't work and then another thing that I did this week was I communicated I let the people around me that I know have my best interests at heart. I let them know what is going on. Like I told my friends, like, I really want to drink tonight. And they were able to talk me down and to help support me by reminding me that that's probably not the best idea. And being able to hang out with people and feel supported this week really did teach me just how important it is to have solid human beings around you. Because if I would have had like the type of friends that I used to have around me, I would have said, I really want to go drink. And they would have been like, sweet, let's do it. And that would have been that. I realized the quality of the people around you really can make a huge difference in your decision making. So it was really nice that I had people around me that knew how important my sobriety was to me, that knew that even though I was having a bad week, that that's not what was going to serve me and was able to support me in my sobriety. It's so amazing to be able to recognize I now have people around me that actually give a shit about my happiness and aren't just willing to let me throw that away. So that's something that I realized, like your support system can be so important whenever you're having shit weeks in sobriety, like having people that you can lean on is going to make or break whether or not you drink sometimes, because like I really did want whenever I got off work last night, I really did just want to throw in the towel and say, fuck it. Like, I just want to drink. And I was able to talk through that with people that are close to me. And I think that that really did make a huge difference in my decision. And I decided to just go home and I decided to watch a lot of Netflix and just chill and not resort to having to take a drink in order to change how I feel. I was able to just go home and let myself sit with it. Okay, another thing that I did this week that helped me to get through it sober was to get enough sleep. Guys, whenever you are having shit days and shit weeks, you have got to prioritize your sleep. I would go as far as to say prioritize your sleep above everything else because this is like the ultimate reset for our emotional bodies. Getting a good 
rest and a good amount of sleep can seriously bring you back to baseline and just give you so much more peace. Because even though I was feeling super shitty for multiple days at a time, like in a row, whenever I would get a good sleep and like wake up in the morning, I felt 10 times better than I did at the end of the day the previous day. So prioritize your sleep because this is going to be so important just to have some type of grip on your emotional well-being. And I feel that whenever I don't get enough sleep, I'm way more reactive. I definitely don't have as much of control over my moods and I just feels like I'm out of touch with myself. So I cannot harp on this enough. Get enough sleep, especially during the times where you're struggling or you're having shitty days or shitty weeks. It really will make a huge difference. And then lastly, I use this little phrase that has seriously helped me more times than I can count to get through shitty days. And what I tell myself is if you really want to drink, you can always drink tomorrow. Because every time you guys, I wake up and I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm really glad I didn't drink and I don't want to anymore. So that little trick just helps me feel as though like I'm not having to make this lifelong decision. It's not that I'd never, ever, ever, ever get to have alcohol ever again. Because sometimes like that thought can feel too overwhelming and that can feel like too big of a mountain to climb. So what I do is I just tell myself, if you really want to drink, you can tomorrow, but we're not doing it today. And just approaching it with that attitude helps me to get through. Maybe it's just the three hours that I need to get through until it's time to go to bed. It works because then I wake up and I have, you know, rested, reset, emotional system. And I'm always more logical whenever I wake up the next day. And I'm always, there's never a day where I wake up and I'm like, man, I wish I would have drank last night. (laughs) I'm always grateful that I didn't. So use that little phrase if you need to. It's been really helpful for me just to not feel like I'm trying to make a lifelong decision. Like I just need to make a decision for right now. And if you make the decision that's right for you over and over and over again, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, wow, I've been making the better decision over and over and over again, even though it might just be for today. You do that enough and you're going to look back and you're like, damn, I've been sober for X amount of time and I feel great. Or you're going to look back and be like, man, in the last year, I was sober 347 days out of the year. Like that's an accomplishment. So use that little phrase. You can always drink tomorrow. It'll get you through today. At least it, hel- it helps me a lot. So if you are struggling, if you're having shit days, if you're having shit weeks, I hope that you can use the stuff that I talked about in this episode to give you a little bit of perspective and to help get you through because I promise you there is no shitty day or shitty week that alcohol will not make worse. You might feel better for an hour or two, but I promise you, you are going to wake up and it is going to be twice as worse as it was before. Alcohol never solves our problems because shit, if it did, none of us would be listening to this right now. I wouldn't be making this episode or this podcast if alcohol made stuff better. You can get through it. You're more resilient than you think. You will prevail and shitty days are not the end of the world. We will experience discomfort. That is just a part of life, but we can experience it without having to use alcohol to numb ourselves or to change how we feel because we're strong people that can handle tough shit. 
All right, y'all. That's all that I have for this episode. If you would like to connect, please hit me up on Instagram. It's at Sober Culture Podcast. Um, I would love for you to join the newsletter. I'm going to be sending out weekly inspiration nuggets, some resources, just some things to help you stay plugged in. Um, I'm not going to bombard you, but it will be a really valuable newsletter. So if you would like to sign up for that, you can go to soberculture.co slash newsletter. Sign up with your email. That will be coming out every Monday morning. And then also, if you would like to join our online community, you can do so at soberculture.co slash join. I hope that you guys are doing well wherever you're tuning in from and that you enjoyed this little bit of sober culture. If you're getting a lot out of the podcast, please consider leaving a rating and review so that we can reach more people and help them to change their relationship to alcohol. All right. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.